Hello, and welcome back to Mrs. Mann's Nutrition Podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be focusing all about vitamins. This will be chapter 8 in your textbook if you'd like to follow along. Uh, We are now moving into vitamins, the drivers of our cell processes. We have covered our energy-related nutrients, and now we are moving on to our non-caloric or our non-energy nutrients. Vitamins, well, what are they? A vitamin is an essential nutrient needed in tiny amounts to regulate your body processes. Vitamins have no calorie value because they yield no energy. The body uses vitamins for the chemical reactions involved in releasing energy, which is why they're so vital. We need them in order to pull the energy from our carbs, our fats, and our proteins. Vitamins in the diet are vital to your health and wellness. Vitamins assist with the following functions. Nutrient metabolism, energy production and release, tissue maintenance, normal digestion, and infection resistance. How do vitamins get their names? Vitamins were named as they were discovered. Sorry, Vitamin A was first, then vitamin B, and then C, and then D. But they had to go back and revise this a little later on, specifically because vitamin B was discovered that there were several different vitamins that fit that vitamin B chemical structure and makeup. They're all slightly different, but there's multiple vitamin B out there that you can uh, intake. Today, there are 13 known vitamins. They include vitamins A, C, D, E, and K. And most B vitamins are better known by a specific name, like riboflavin, thymine, or niacin. Sometimes you might also hear B vitamins referred to B12 or B6 and different numbers that are associated with that B vitamin. The chemistry of vitamins. All vitamins are organic compounds, which means they contain carbon. They also contain hydrogen and oxygen, and some will contain nitrogen, sulfur, or cobalt. Some vitamins have what we call a provitamin form. Provitamins are compounds that are not specifically vitamins, but the body can convert them into an active form of a vitamin during the digestion and chemical processes. An example would be uh, beta carotene, which is often found in your dark green and deep yellow fruits and vegetables, and that would be a provitamin. In your body, beta-carotene is actually then transitioned into a form of vitamin A. How much of a vitamin or multiple vitamins are needed? You need only about one ounce of vitamins for every 150 pounds of food that you eat. All the vitamins you need in one day add up to only about an eighth of a teaspoon. So only a really tiny amount, you don't need that much. There are two main causes of vitamin deficiency disease, meaning we aren't intaking enough vitamins. One is that there's an insufficient amount of vitamins in the diet, or two, there's a failure of your body to absorb a specific vitamin. We're gonna get into a little bit more on deficiency diseases as well as excess is what can happen if you intake too much on a later podcast. So how do we classify vitamins? Typically, we classify in two categories, fat-soluble or water-soluble. Soluble simply refers to the substance's ability to dissolve and what it would dissolve in. 
Some vitamins dissolve in fats, and those fat-soluble vitamins are known as A, D, E, and K, while your other vitamins will dissolve in water, and they are known as your water-soluble vitamins and include all the B vitamins as well as your vitamin C. When you look at these vitamin classifications, you look at fat-soluble vitamins um, that are stored when you take in more than you can use. So the advantage is that it's not crucial to obtain your vitamin um, vitamins that are fat-soluble, A, D, E, or K, every day. But the disadvantage is that if you're intaking too much, toxicity can occur. And toxicity is a poisonous condition, and it occurs from consuming large amounts of vitamin supplements. You do want to avoid that because there are risks involved. Your water-soluble vitamins are not stored in any great extent. Uh, Typically, if you intake too much of a water-soluble vitamin, it will be excreted through your urine. Um, This might be why you've seen in the past, if you are somebody who takes vitamin supplements, you might see your urine change color, oftentimes, especially with a lot of your B vitamins, um, as well as your C vitamin, you'll actually see a more deeper yellow color to your urine rather than the clear. So looking at our fat-soluble vitamins at work, vitamin A. Vitamin A has a deficiency. Vitamin A deficiency is the leading cause of preventable blindness in children living in Africa, Asia, and South America in our more underprivileged nations and countries. Up to 500,000 children go blind each year because their diets lack in vitamin A. So, what do we think vitamin A is really important for? Your eyes. Absolutely. So, vitamin A is necessary for the formation of what we call healthy epilepsy epithelial tissue. Epithelial cells are the surface cells that line the outside of the body. They also cover your eyes and line the passages of your lungs, intestines, and reproductive organs. So one of the main functions of vitamin A is that formation of healthy epithelial tissue. Now vitamin D. Vitamin D is a unique fat-soluble vitamin. With direct exposure to sunlight, your body can make all the vitamin D it needs. You can also obtain vitamin D from your daily diet. Vitamin D is often called the sunshine vitamin. There's a lot of mixed research out there as far as can you get all the vitamin D that you need from the sun? Can your body synthesize it all? Do you, are you, sorry, exposed to enough sunlight per day to truly synthesize that much vitamin D? It's kind of a big controversy. According to your textbook, absolutely you can. And yes, vitamin D can be synthesized from the sun. But if you want to research it a little bit more, you'll find out that potentially we aren't getting enough direct sunlight to truly capture enough vitamin D in our diet. If you remember back to our nutrition basic unit, I talked about how the food labels have changed and they took off vitamin C off your nutrition fact panel and they replaced it with vitamin D because there is a known deficiency across the country to the point that we are really lacking in vitamin D and we need to concentrate on building that up more. So a few of the functions that vitamin D helps with, they help to regulate calcium in your bloodstream. Normal amounts of calcium in the blood are needed for healthy nerve function, bone growth, and maintenance, as well as other functions, and they also play a major role in bone health and help maintain body tissues. Vitamin E, another fat-soluble vitamin. 
Vitamin E is often referred to as the most commercialized vitamin. It is promoted as being an aid for enhancing athletic performance and reducing signs of aging. However, research does not support these claims. It's up to you if you'd like to learn more, go ahead and research it and let me know what you find out. Some of the functions of vitamin E is that it helps maintain healthy immune and nervous systems. The main function of vitamin E in the body is to be working as an antioxidant. Antioxidants are substances that react with oxygen to protect other substances from harmful effects of oxygen exposure. And finally, our fourth fat-soluble vitamin is vitamin K. Some of the functions that vitamin K helps perform is that it makes proteins needed in the coagulation of blood. Coagulation means clotting. It's the process that stops bleeding. That's the main function vitamin K helps to perform. Vitamin K is also needed to make a protein that helps bones collect the minerals they need for strength. As you'll see, we're going to go through vitamins this week um, and then get into minerals. And vitamins and minerals are needed both in order to work together. Now let's look at water-soluble vitamins. Water-soluble vitamins include all of the B vitamins and all of this and C vitamin. There's only one. Lean tissue in your body can store some surpluses of these vitamins for short periods of time. However, excesses are generally excreted through the urine, like I said before. Therefore, it's recommended that you include them in your diet each and every day. So first, we're gonna look at B vitamins. Your B vitamins include thymine, riboflavin, niacin, panthothenic acids, biotin, B6, folate, and B12. These vitamins work as a team. They are all part of what we call a coenzyme. A coenzyme is a non-protein compound that combines with an inactive enzyme to form an active enzyme. So first, let's look at thymine. Thymine was named for its molecular structure, thi meaning sulfur, which is one of the elements that is included in the thymine molecule. What is the function of thymine? It plays a vital role in energy metabolism. It is also required for normal functioning of the nerves and muscles they control. Riboflavin, the word riboflavin comes from the yellow color of the vitamin compound. Flavus means yellow in Latin. Functions of riboflavin include helping the body release energy from carbs, fats, and proteins. You also need it for healthy skin and normal eyesight. Then we have niacin. Niacin has several different types, and these include, these include nicotinic acid and nicotinamide. What are the functions of niacin? Like other B vitamins, niacin is involved in energy metabolism. It also keeps the skin and nervous system healthy. It promotes normal digestion as well. Then we have panthothenic acid. Panthothenic acid is another B-complex vitamin. It gets its name from the Greek word panthothen, which means from all sides. Panthothenic acid is found in all living tissues. What are the functions of panthothenic acids? They promote growth. It's part of a coenzyme that is critical to the metabolism of energy nutrients. And it is also involved in synthesizing a number of vital substances in the body. Next, in the B vitamin complex, we have biotin. Biotin gets its name from the Greek word for sustenance, which means something that helps support life. 
Functions of biotin include helping to activate several enzymes involved in the release of energy from carbs, fats, and proteins, and biotin also helps the body make fats and glycogen. Then we have vitamin B6. The diet must supply only nine of the 20 amino acids that we learned about in the protein chapter that make up your protein, so all those amino acids. This is because the body can make sufficient amounts of the other 11 amino acids, however, the body could not do this without the help of vitamin B6. The main functions of vitamin B6 is that they play a role in synthesizing those dispensable amino acids. So we need B6 in order to make those um, amino acids in the body. It is needed to convert the amino acid tryptophan to niacin. Vitamin B6 helps the protein that allows red blood cells to carry oxygen and it also affects the health of the immune system and nervous system. Next, we have folate. The term folate is derived from the word folium, which means leaf. This is a logical name because the leafy green vegetables are good sources of folate. Folic acid is a synthetic form of the vitamin found in nutrient supplements and fortified foods. The functions of folate. The main function of folate is to help synthesize DNA, the genetic material in every cell. Without folate, cells cannot divide to form new cells. Another function of folate is especially important to any woman of childbearing age. Women who have inadequate folate intakes are more likely to give birth to children with neural tube damage. So folate is actually critical to intake and actually up your intake during pregnancy in order for the child to develop properly. Then we have vitamin B12. This there is a chemical structure that contains cobalt in vitamin B12. That is why the vitamin is sometimes called sinoclobalamin. You got it. You can see it in the textbook. Um, functions of B12. Well, it helps your folate function. So you, you can see these B vitamins are all working together. If you're lacking one, it's not going to help the whole process. It's also needed for growth, maintenance of healthy nerve tissue, and formation of normal red blood cells. It is also needed for the release of energy from fat. And finally, we have vitamin C, our last um, water-soluble vitamin. Vitamin C is often referred to as azorbic acid. Long before the vitamin was identified, sailors who went on lengthy voyages often developed a deadly disease known as scurvy. They took time and figured it out and saw that one of the main reasons these people were developing this deficiency disease, which they didn't know it was a deficiency disease at the time, was because they weren't getting any type of vitamin C on these long voyages. Um, so instead, as they kind of discovered this, they started shipping limes and lemons and oranges on the voyages so that the sailors would have vitamin C intake. What are the, the functions of vitamin C? Well, it assists in the formation of collagen, and collagen is a protein substance in the connective tissue that holds cells together. Vitamin C also increases iron and calcium absorption, and it plays a role in synthesizing thor thorzine, the hormone that controls your basal metabolic rate, or BMR. Vitamin C is an antioxidant and is vital to the body's immune system. As I said earlier, this is your basic overview of chapter eight. I will 
produce a later podcast all on the deficiency and excesses of these vitamins. So look forward to that. And if you have any questions, email me or reach out to me um, so that I can help you out or look through your textbook if you need further clarification on any of these notes. Have a great day.